Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, Brian here. Thanks again for listening to Flashbang and the Surgeon. This episode was inspired by Batman the Animated Series episode titled The Cat and the Claw Part 1. It was directed by Kevin Altieri, and the story was by Sean, Catherine, Derek, and Laren Bright. It originally aired September 5th, 1992. Hope you enjoy it. The city of Waterdeep is overrun with crime. Jewel thieves, kidnappers, and everything in between are afoot in the main city of Splenda, proving too much for the city watch to handle. Luckily, the watchful eyes of good have taken notice, jumping in action and breathing life back into vigilante justice on the heroes, Flashbang and the Surgeon. Hey everybody, welcome to session 7 of Flashbang and the Surgeon. We are getting deep into the story and it's almost over. Not over forever, but we're coming up to the end of a story arc. <laughs> more Flashbang, more Surgeon. It's been 32 weeks since you guys started being Flashbang and the Surgeon and fighting crime under Mr. Anders. Three months since the last session, your uh, unfortunate encounter with Harvey Dent. Yeah, some time has gone by. Wow. Yeah. Um, so... I want to just check in with you guys and see how things are since the since time lapse and like what you've been up to and et cetera. So for three months, pretty standard crime fighting stuff. Lots of mob. We'll get into what's been going on exactly, but like, how are you guys doing? Hmm. Same old, same old, I guess. Working out in the fields. Okay. We have some updates. Cutting wood. We have some, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have some updates for you. You're not freaked out to go to the forest anymore. No, I am. I just don't go to the same spot. Oh, right on. Okay. That's fair. That's super fair. So you're kind of trying to, yeah, you're kind of trying to go somewhere else. Yeah. Righteous. Okay. So, um, what about you, Lucian? Uh, you know, ever since I had the talk with, with Sage Monahan, I just, I've been trying to stick to my, stick to my like duties. Yeah. Okay. You know, being careful. Yeah. If I have to be there, you know, I do want to be taking it seriously. Okay. But flashbang is definitely my first and foremost priority. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) Good. Um, so we'll go over the renown from last session. You guys got, um, the contract for the raid on Rupert Thorne's armory, which was worth 20. You got Thorne's squad. There were nine guys you knocked out and their leader, which was worth two, uh, total up 11. That makes, uh, 31. And we have Strom- Stromwell's squad, which was the cinematic we did outside the bank. Uh, there were 11 guys, so you got 11 points for that, bringing you up to 42. And then the recovery of Harvey Dent, which you earned five for as a last minute contract. Um, nice. Brings nice. you to a total of 47. Uh, okay, so yeah, about Harvey. Um, he's vanished from the public eye and he no longer speaks with his fiance or is interested in uh, remaining the DA, despite a landslide victory in that election year. Um, I think it's still the same year. Did they um, just like let him go? Like after he, we he just kind of turned him in? You recovered whatever? him. You yeah, took him yeah. to the hospital and he um, just dipped. Yeah, they bandaged his face and there's this whole there's this whole bit in the show where they remove his bandages and the doctor's like, oh. <gasps> 
<laughs> and the nurse is like fainting in the background and like, so oh gross. my God. And he's like, and he's like, now Harvey, like, don't freak out. And he's like, show me the mirror, you know, and they show it to him. And he's like, oh, and he freaks out and he, he unstraps himself from the bed and his, mm-hmm. his IV and stuff and runs out into the hallway and his fiance is like strolling up right then with some flowers so in the get well. Look at and me. she just passes out when she sees his fucking mutilated face. Ooh. He's got like. He's in the animated series. He's got like the half his face is like blue with like the bubble warts, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like he can't close his mouth. Kind of like how he turns out in the other, in Dark like Knight? Dark Knight. Yeah, um, I feel it. And most iterations of of Two Face Harvey Dent. So, mm-hmm. oh, and the lightning struck like as he turned to look at her, <laughs> and the window <laughs> behind him. It was great. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a thing. He's not seeking treatment um, for his psychiatric disorder, which is like kind of. Uh, super weak spiraled yeah. yeah out of control um he was detailed with the diagnosis uh, you guys read his psychiatric file which you recovered and um returned to like a place of secrecy um it included schizophrenia bipolar disorder and dissociative identity disorder which is um i guess split personality kind of thing mm-hmm. so he is uh currently not no longer seeking treatment for that but um, the good news is you you got a, a shitload of like fighting and normal life experience from all that. And you leveled up. Woo. You did Woo-hoo. a normal standard D&D level up. And now we're level four. Hell yeah. So we have been using a formula of spending, you know, like if we're level one, we're level one for one session. We're level two. We're level two for two sessions. <clears throat> level three. So on. So now we're going to spend four sessions at level four. So it's going to be a little bit of time. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's go over uh, Lucian slash flash flashbang. What True. what happened to you? Like what when did the I, spider bit you? When the level up spider bit you? When the level up spider bit me? Uh, I took a feat. I took the tough feat. So at level four, you can you can increase uh, two ability scores by one or one ability score by plus two. I foregoed the you can increase. It, the increase to take a feat. Yes, and there's a list of feats. So you took the toughness feat. Yeah, because I was a squishy boy and I needed a little bit more HP to keep up with. The surgeon. Yeah, put the fear in you. Yeah, yes, you did. And so I went up by. So I took the toughest speed, but then I beefed my my hit die roll. So oh I'm, no, I only got like eleven HP, including the eight that I got from the toughness. Feet. Oh wow, but that's a still a good chunk. It's still not so bad. So what did you? No, what does not. that bring you to total? Uh, total thirty eight. That's not bad. I no. mean, it's a lot better than it it's, was. Yeah, I was twenty seven before. So did you get any other like a uh, bonus from your, your um, monk stuff? Or? I also got a, I got an extra key point and I got a slow fall, so I can use my reaction. Oh to, shit. Reduce fall damage by five times my monk level. So hey, that's oh, cool. gonna come in handy. Yeah, so if my grapple gun beefs, I can reduce that damage possibly to zero. Yeah, so it, it'll beef like if something happens yeah, while you're while if you're swinging, one, or if you nat one an acrobatics check. So normally you don't have to roll for grapples for, from the grapple glove, but um, in like tight situations when you're trying to recover using it, that's mm-hmm. when I make you roll to see if like that shit works. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how about you, Brandon? What happened to you when this, the level of spider bit you? Uh, I took the same exact feat. Are you toughness as well? Okay. Yes. And how did that treat you? Uh, I got max potential. Infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean? You got, you, how much HP did the feat give you? The feat gives me plus eight. eight. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, because the level, yeah, okay, and yeah, then yeah. the roll was a max at twelve. Yes. And then plus oh my god, three to my con from my con. Oh fuck. So. 23 you came 23 <laughs> hp in one level so, yeah yeah so that's i'm, so, I'm having them roll the hp because so i think mad. it's more interesting and we're definitely seeing both sides of it right it now what it, how it can make you choose i rolled a two so we're not going to end up seeing like like jake's decision to take toughness was to like kind of get him up to speed as far as like to not be such a squishy yeah because you're both taking hits like the the barbarian in this situation is drawing aggro most of the time but it's like you both have to draw aggro in a lot of these situations. So mm-hmm. yeah. we're not going to, because you also took toughness, we're not going to see that scaling effect happen. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the same, but you guys are just going to have an F ton of HP, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think this is really cool. You're just, oh my God, that's a lot of HP. So <laughs> Did you get any barbarian stuff? No, no, not through the level up. Okay. So that that's, it was just the ability score, which you changed to feet, which yes. is cool. Um, yeah. Let's talk about what's going on in the city. Um, because of the absence of Harvey Dent is what you guys think. 
um, the mob, the mobs that have been acting up, they they're taking advantage of the situation that, you know, this is all over the press for a while, probably still getting headlines because of some of the ripples. But um, Rupert Thorne and Arnold Stromwell have been acting out. Um, no location seems safe. Government, public, private, they're all getting hit. Um, the mass government of Waterdeep has announced that due to recent events in the city, they have taken a more hands-on con- approach to control over the government proceedings, including absorbing the role of district attorney uh, until things get under control again. So uh, this does not sit well with Anders, who has spearheaded actions to balance the city's operations between smaller, lesser officials so they would not become these mass figures would not become too powerful. And uh, Anders is definitely seeing a trend with um, kind of what's going on with um, some of your exploits as heroes result in very important people being knocked from pedestals because they've been found to be corrupt. So you're not only like in your crime fighting, you're taking the street level guys, but you're in a lot of these, you know, in our sessions, you're taking down like CEOs of companies in some instances, but these, um, these companies are being seemingly like they're not changing their name, but the ownership of the company is changing to We're putting that like something without a face, that power know? vacuum in the city and something more sinister is taking its place. Seemingly Anders is starting to suspect that with this move on the government that the government is making and some of the moves that he, you know, he watches the stockholders and shareholders of companies and chairmen's and shit and what they're doing. And he doesn't, li- he doesn't like what he's seeing. Um, yeah. A power vacuum is a great way to describe it because the void is being filled by this entity of some kind or entities of some kind. That's scary. Uh, on another Ooh. note, the um, the Rouge Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> you get a text from the Illuminati. Don't yeah, fucking don't move. <laughs> it comes over your page of pebbles. Yeah, I'm like, what was that? <laughs> um, so, in other notes, um, the Rouge Rogue has also taken advantage of the chaos, surfacing to steal rare jewels or items of note. This particular criminal seems to be becoming more bold, as well as revealing a pattern in their ongoing misdeeds. They are targeting rare items or involving themselves in situations of high risk or highly challenging situations. They have proven a powerful adversary and should be approached with caution. So Anders was kind of taking this character a little lightly and is now beginning to take them very seriously. Like, yeah. no, this person is they know what they're doing. And they're doing it and we're not, we're not able to get a beat on them. They don't have like these, they, we're not finding the connections and the underbelly that we can find with some other situations, et cetera. We're not pulling any data cause we don't know who they are. We don't have any clues. So Anders is added to your Rouge Rogue contract to like, just get anything. If you can get anything on this, this person, whatever it is that to help them make a connection to something so you can get a lead. Um, so let's move into act one. Um, how's hero life? Has it been good as uh flashbang and the surgeon? I feel like it's been pretty dope because yeah. we leveled up or strong. Yeah. Patrol life is pretty easy now because almost all of our events happen on air. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like these major events are being spaced out over months. Yeah, it seems. It's outrageous. It's almost yeah, like man. every couple weeks <laughs> we sit down at a table and some shit goes down. No, nah, they, true. um, true. no, yeah, the, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm picturing that the areas that you patrol more frequently have started to die down and criminals have to get creative with where they are at what times, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there's no way for them to track you guys, and and like it's kind of just they're just they're just using their sheer numbers to like outpower you guys in, in terms of crime because the CW is still not keeping up with these fools because because of what they're doing to combat you two it is equally as effective against the City Watch. But the City Watch is making some headway here and there. They're making busts. That's they're not like doing nothing. Yeah, um, but seemingly nothing. So the dwarves are us. Let's talk about them. Mm, DRU. DRU. Drew's latest and greatest project has been completed. A 14-story high-rise apartment building down near the bay. Residents have recently moved into the upper penthouses, um, which Brandon would most certainly know about as he's been working. You you kind of work inside uh, in this phase of the project and furnishing and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Anders suggests that this may be a target for the Rouge Rogue. Um, there's a lot of wealthy people up there with nice things. He knows some of them. Um and it looks like a challenge, like a high rise, you know? Um, so, uh, he does say that he, um, he has been to the top. He was given a daytime tour. 
Um, and it's an incredible view. And he kind of starts to lament about how he misses being able to kind of roam about at night because he imagines like it, if it looks like this during the day, like imagine what the city must look like at night mm-hmm. when I look at looking down on it from up here. I could see the whole city kind of deal and I could look out over the bay, you know, that kind of thing. And so Anders is like, man, I wish I had like some time. I, I, I need to be in the manor. I wish I could live there, but maybe someday. Mm. Um, I'll snap a selfie for you. So it's uh, there's not really anything going on as far as leads on big stuff other than those those tweaks. Um, the city watch movement is up as it's been for a while now. Um, what do you guys want to do tonight? I don't know. What, what did we ever resolve? What happened with uh, the kid that saw flashbang? Um, that we could talk about that. We could, yeah. Um, does that kid have a name? Do you want to give a name? A name? <laughs> Squire number three. Squire number yeah. three. Yeah, youngling, youngling five. Young Choji. I'm okay with young. Let's call Choji. him. Let's call him Jojo. Jojo. Okay. Let's call him Jojo. Um, Monk Jojo was um just talking about it like at the temple a bunch he was just like a kid that like literally he was it kind of caused a little bit of panic for lucian i'm sure because this kid was like a little yo yo i saw i saw homeboy doing our moves from the text like in the streets the sacred in the the sacred text in the streets just in the streets (laughs) and it was it was so dope he was he shot bolts of sunlight out of his hands and feet and he, he, you know, he did all these extra, uh, like he was wall kicking and punching guys and he was like swinging around and just like being nimble and, mm, and shit. Mm, mm. And just like it. And he talked to me and he told me, he told me not to tell nobody, but like I had to tell <laughs> you guys, you know, he's do he's down there. He's where he wears the sun. He wears our symbol on his face. Like this guy's one of us and he's out there. He's out there stopping crime. And it, it this rattled the the other sages. They're like, "What the hell? This guy's out here parading mm. in mm. our in our garb." Yeah. So what? How did Lucian like react when when the elders started talking like that? Uh, I feel like I would um, like try to try to deceive them and try to be like, you know, this is an affront to our <laughs> to our <laughs> to our great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I w- I want to be as aghast as they are. Like this is a travesty to our religion and our our <laughs> our tomes. Like whoever this is must have uh snuck here in the night and stole like like how Naruto stole that one like like freaking uh Oh forbidden scroll. Yes forbidden scroll when he learned and, the, and learned the, the shadow, shadow jutsu. Jutsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my like, god. It's like they must have stolen our tech. Somebody must yeah. have broken in here. Yeah. Is that what you you suggest that? <laughs> Maybe I don't. know. He must have broken into our temple and stole our text. Somebody must have got. How else would somebody get their hands on our? Text? I mean, there's other te- there's there's informa- theological information about almost everything in the like the public library. I'm sure. There's probably there's probably texts about about, stuff, about the monks stuff about monks in about sun monks in. Yeah, history. At that's true. The triple U that's or whatever, true. you yeah, know, yeah. the university. That's true. Um, but it's not like the detailed stuff. Like maybe you say that because of the detail in which he saw described. Yeah. Like yeah. those are secret techniques. Yeah, that's the only way I could I could think of this as if he somehow learned it here or at a similar temple. You're just doing that straight German propaganda right now. <laughs> and that's I like it. Okay, so yeah, they buy it. I, I think. I hope. Um, I mean I could make a it's kind of they're up and they're up and their their jimmies are all rustled because of it, you know. So they mm-hmm. they don't really you just agreeing with them is good enough. What, what was that kid's name? Jojo. 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 And he's just like he's just a standard, you know, like a regular monk. I think do they call them acolytes? I feel yeah, like that's, it, I, feel no, like I that think fits. that's appropriate. He's an acolyte and he um Jojo. He does mission he does missions for the temple and stuff like that, which is like helping people in the city. And volunteering either time, and um, he probably like helps perform the like sacred rituals of the mm-hmm. sun, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. kind of like altar boy Catholic style in a way. Um, 
Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that that's worth addressing. I didn't write it in the notes, but yeah, definitely yeah. something that Thank is good to talk about, especially mm-hmm. as a since last time kind of thing. It was but, definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. And it was just unfortunate timing that that person was where they were when that happened. Man, that's weird how that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost S- like somebody wrote it that way. Super serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what do you, uh, you guys want to get back to tonight? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like we should, um, Bobby, I heard that, or Brendan, you, I heard that you finished the, the high rise. I think that's a possible, as Anders said, a possible target. We should maybe scope around there. Oh yeah, sure. Thought you wanted to party. Um, <laughs> why? I mean, are we in our suits? <laughs> he always thinks we um, I, a picture, I'm going to put you guys down in Anders, like the, the bat cave. Oh, okay. Mm, I see. This is just before we go on patrol, basically. Yeah, like how you would normally start your night, which is like, yeah, yeah, suit. I don't know. You guys typically like probably suit up beforehand. Mm. Probably, yeah. 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 Rather than like walk to a place. (laughs) Walk there and then suit up. Maybe for like a sting, that's what you guys do. Like you'll walk somewhere and like go into the public restroom and then like go out the back or whatever. Yeah, like Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) alleyway style. Like just hop in a dumpster and fucking get it on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down that with that. Sounds good. Yeah, let's um, let's outfit ourselves at the store and get going. Oh sure. yeah, you guys shop. We shopped off. Um, we shopped off off Mike, but we um, we should go over what you guys have in your inventories and what right. kind of. So I changed. Um, I realized that the potion system I had going was like brutally unfair to Lucian <laughs> because I was basing <laughs> off of Con. Um. So now we've gone with like the standard um, potion of healing, greater healing, and what was the third one? Supreme? Superior. I superior. Yeah. Superior healing. Um, Supreme healing has sour cream and tomatoes on it. Uh, <laughs> I added a lot of new items to the shop. Um, I upgraded the bolas, which I unfairly also took Lucian's bolas last session. I cut it in half and Just like didn't give him a chance shit. to recover. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe somehow it shows back up tied together and uh, Stan repairs it for you and upgrades it and upgraded all the bolas in the shop to have a better effect. I think that's the DC is higher. It does a little more damage. It does. I think too. And it does a little more range. Um, It still knocks guys prone. Mm -hmm. Um, Net capsule, same thing, like a little, um, a little more range on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they're going to come up. Honestly, they haven't yet. And it's kind of hard for me to like give them, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I'm comfortable with them being in the game. So, um, the night capsules. Yeah. And, and the bolas and stuff that like captures people like mm-hmm. that could go really well for you guys. But, um, you might catch the villain like super early. That was always a risk that I had to like deal with. That's true. Um, which would be very interesting. I mean, like that would change everything. Uh, the, Manacles are still there. They do the same thing. Um, you can now buy hero points. So when we level up, which we did, which we've done, you gain half your levels amount in hero points plus five. So this session, you guys gain seven hero points. Your old ones don't roll over. Um, I encourage you to use them. Uh, you can use them to short rest in five minutes or, you know, one each, or you can, um, use them to grant a extra D six on any skill check, attack roll, things like that. Everything but damage. Um, Let's see what else is on there. Uh, smoke grenades. Yeah, the smoke grenade is now instead of like these little like throw on the ground and explode pellets, they're now uh, it's now like a like a can that you can recover and and stand can refill for you. Um, the um, there's some specialty items in here that I wrote specifically like with you guys in mind. Uh, flash grenades, um, which Stan says uh, when you go to shop, he's like he's like a let me do my stand illusion. Uh, you know, we've we thought of you when we were developing these uh, first oh. ones on the house. Oh, and he gives you one for free. Uh, this is a flashbang. This is a flashbang for flashbang. Uh, that's that's correct. Ooh, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I would. I do. Indeed. Brandon, they're obviously available to you as well. They cost uh, 10 renown each um, and they're pretty good. They they do a little impact damage. I think a D4 pierce of anybody within five feet when it explodes. And then everybody's got to make a con save within 30 feet. If you use it, we'll read the whole thing. Um, the charisma coin, uh, which is a cool item, I think. And then the unarmored plates and the gloves of grabbing, which were both purchased. So um, you guys, do you guys want to talk about that? If you, when you get to the the plates and the, 
and the gloves, let me know. Just go ahead and read the description. Oh, okay. So I got, um, let me see. I got two flash grenades. So the one that Stan got me and then another one. So I have yeah. two. Uh, I also bought the unarmored plates, um, which I think would be cool if they were like sewn into my suit, like underneath my suit. But pretty much they are. They're lightweight plates that don't count as armor. They grant me a plus one to my AC against ranged attacks. And then I also get a plus two damage buff to my unarmed strikes. Cool. Yeah, I picture them like um, they are sewn into the inside of your robe, so they're not visible yeah. on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do picture them kind of like um, they're very lightweight, uh, high high density kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like elbow pads, you know, like uh, something like a like roller derby player would wear or like a hockey player. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Popping people with the elbow, that sort of thing. Um, they kind of come down your forearm and over your wrist a little bit mm-hmm. and they flex, they bend where your suit bent would be designed to bend. So, um, and they're, they're just form fitting enough. They're dope. And, uh, I also got a couple of healing potions to the basic and to the graders. Cool. Did you have healing potions before? Uh, I had one. Okay, so we're going to convert, we're converting them, the ones that we had before, to the minor, mm-hmm. and you're going to get that five renown back, because yeah. there was a five renown difference in their price. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Brandon? What did you get? Uh, well, I also had the two potions, so they got converted to the minor. Right. And then I also purchased the uh, grappling gloves. And we didn't go over them, did we? No, no the, okay. the, the glove of grabbing. The glove of grabbing. <laughs> kind of hard to read here oh yeah gloves are grabbing there you go it says um it's two shiny tight fitting gloves that grant advantage on any attempt to grapple a creature when a creature is grappled while wearing these gloves the uh grappler may use their attack action to do a sick wrestling move (laughs) the creature is no longer grappled and becomes prone um i didn't write damage on there but i'm thinking it's gonna be um like a like your great axe like a d10 plus strength Wow. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. That mean suplex. Yeah, because a grapple takes a turn, and then like your next action could be spent to do that, like an actual attack, and then it would leave them prone. So it's it's a, like a two turn thing. You do get the benefits of like grappling somebody off the first turn. You can kind of figure out what to do. But I like I like this item because you will dress like a professional wrestler, and in your off time with your grandma, you um you've been wrestling. With her. Yeah, I spar with her. Um, and I want to get into that, maybe not this session or next session, but before we finish this story arc, there's something I'm going to do with that. Okay. Um, but I want you to write down somewhere on your sheet um, proficiency with unarmed strikes as you train. You've been training for like a long time in that, so it makes sense for you to have it. Right. Um, <clears throat> so um, I think that what, what renown, how much renown did you guys have and how much do you have now you spent like a good amount i think you get those big items they were like 30 each mm-hmm. so you guys spent it sounds like you guys spent like anywhere between 50 and 60 renown i had 109 and i have 19 so i spent like 90 oh shit yeah okay <laughs> yeah uh I, I have 90 left i only bought the gloves oh okay that's yeah. it um Always so you, did, you didn't go for the coin on this one? Oh, actually no let me get the coins now Okay, read the coin too, because because oh, okay. um, that was um I took requests for the shop because the shop really was like kind of dead a little bit to me, and it needed an upgrade and it, I meant to do it just last session but I forgot. <laughs> right. So uh, the coin is called a charisma coin, and once per day when making a charisma check, you can choose to flip this coin instead of rolling a d twenty. No other bonuses can be applied to this check, and if heads, the roll is treated as a nat twenty, and if tails, it's treated as a natural one yeah like an all or nothing i think there's a lot of D items designed this way um and this one just kind of it was it was uh an adaptation of a request so it's dope yep. hopefully so it comes into play i am down at 60 points okay so you have a fair amount um did we address that the you could buy renown or you can buy a hero point yes yeah. okay good um so uh well thanks for coming by the shop and uh Hope you have a magical day. I hope you <laughs> I hope your weapons work out for you. Thank you, Stan. That everything goes good. You they could, look vastly improved. Did Stan. we go over your repaired bolas and um, upgraded? Did you add that back to your inventory? Pretty much. I have not yet. So no. I, t- I took that from you, and I want to give it back. <laughs> um, 
Oh, you found my bolas. No, I just I'm just gonna give you another one. Oh. Let's just like pretend like. Actually, Stan probably you probably told Stan what happened. He's like, oh well, that's that's a faulty bolas. Then that's they're not supposed to be able to cut those in half. Yes, so. he he cleft it in twain <laughs> very <laughs> easily. He cleft it in twain. My God, I did not. Well, here's a new one. I improved it. Oh, so. thank you. It's on the house, I guess. Again, I will sort of. I will include it. <laughs> I, I had that extended warranty on that bolas. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was you, like, <laughs> uh, if it breaks on the first throw, you get a new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I ran back into the shop and bought a greater days. potion. Okay, cool. So you're down at um I'm down 40? to 40. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, met the, the, I was worried about the scaling of Renown and abusing it in the shop, and it's actually staying pretty balanced. Oh, yeah, um, that's pretty good. So that is, my, that is my one triumph in the shop, is that the Renown seems balanced when we're in there. It's been dope. Um Okay, I will I will try to let you not waste your healing potions and like if I think it's like this is the climax and then we're going to jump a day so it's like a fucking waste for you to actually use it. I'll just tell you cuz that sucks. If you're like for sure. I drink a healing potion and I was like, "Okay, the fight's over." Next day. <laughs> I, I hated hate that, that. long rest. Yeah, <laughs> I hated that in RPGs. That's fair. Um Yeah, so it's <laughs> at last. Let's get to tonight. Where are you guys going? Uh, Fuck, you've been in here for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, we've been shopping that shop. The is, sun went down 30 minutes ago. Are you going? It's that daylight savings time. We can't talk. Uh, going, man. Yes. Chill. What is the, what's the high Sorry, rise? Sorry, I'm kind of, I'm just stressed. What's it's the high rise on. building called? What is the high rise building called? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, we've just been referencing it as a skyscraper, but, um, cause it's the closest thing to one. Mm-hmm. It's the tallest building in Waterdeep and probably right now that on the Sword deep Coast. That is tower. A, the Deep Tower. That's fine with me. It's deep. All right. So it's deep that, it's deep that tower. tower. That Tower Deep. The Tower Deep. <laughs> um, yeah, Deep Tower because it's on. It's in Waterdeep. It's like by the bay. That makes sense to me. Deep also means pretty in my language. Oh, what <laughs> language is that? Oh, my real language Vietnamese oh okay oh, that's cool that's awesome yeah and it is it is beautiful as Andrews mentioned like the tower the, the architecture itself is very beautiful um with lot like the top has these like picture like old New York right like these um these cool curves and like places for like gargoyles mm. and stuff like that um dope. and like a lot of um a lot of like uh, hard angles and stuff where like windows and ledges would be to like differentiate like the flooring and all that. That's pretty cool. Um, very cool. Yeah. Um, so deep tower, deep tower it is. That's where we're going. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let me know um, what it's like up there at night. Yeah. I'll get you a, uh, I'll sketch you a picture. That'd be, that'd be lovely. Do you, do you sketch? Is that something you've been doing? Yeah, I've I've updated my map with new sewer locations we have learned, and I, I'm proficient with the cartographer's tools, so but I have also, been using them. But you also sketch, yes, as a as an extension of that. Oh well, we we could have been utilizing that for for cart design. That's true. For like a while now. <laughs> I thought I was only supposed to be a a spiritual advisor. That's why I was lending myself. But oh well, my boy, we got to start drawing soon. I can yes. <laughs> okay, I, I'll get you some concept art. <laughs> Very soon. Okay. Yeah. We you can, can conceptualize some of these ideas. Yes, I've yes. been paying another guy. Um, oh, that's, but, you know. I mean, you're rich, so I didn't Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I didn't figure it out that much. <laughs> but, get the hell out of here. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, we're gone. We're gone. We're gone. Let's okay. go. Um, yes. <laughs> you guys, um, star wipe. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys, you guys, where do you, how do we want to set the scene? Cause, um, basically tell me like you get, you get to where you're going just fine. You, you're very, uh, experienced at this point in like traversing the city and like you probably have planned routes that are advantageous to sleuth Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, so where do you guys want to be right now? Um, maybe like at a perimeter, like maybe we'll set up a perimeter around the tower, scope around the tower first, like pretty much like a couple blocks back, basically. Okay. Just to get us like a lay of the land kind of thing. Well, why wouldn't we be on the tower to get a lay of the land? Oh, that's fair. We should, um, (laughs) what's that shit called from Assassin's Creed when you go on top of the, oh, um, the thing. 
synchronize yeah yeah synchronize our waypoints so yes yeah. so yeah. you're, you're gonna update your map to like look fucking awesome yeah we'll, we'll go straight to the tower yeah okay yeah you make it to the top and um like it's for brandon you know the design of this building you know oh like, yes like exactly how and where to scale it would you probably thought about it a lot when you were building it like when it was getting completed, you're like, oh, I know what I'm going to fucking do when I get over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Climb yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, not even. I built myself some access routes. Oh, oh look at you. You like went in there and, and made some like late night changes or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I like that. That's I like that a lot. Dope. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. You are totally up at the top of the building and there's probably one of these like maybe a panel up there that you installed to like get into like the roofing or whatever, like the attic kind of section of this this skyscraper. But yeah, you're you guys are on the top of the building. Um, Roll a perception check. Sure. Sweet. This is a beautiful tower, Brandon. Thank you. It's not my design, but I help with the heavy lifting. 23. Oh, nice. Very nice. 12. Pretty good. Um, it is beautiful up here. Um, I want to just be when you, sketching. Yeah, when you got your turn towards like this is kind of towards the bay. So we have a map somewhere if you guys wanted to look at it. But um, I think it's in there. Yeah, yeah let's grab it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So it's kind of, oh, um, it's kind of across the way from DRU a little bit. It's like down, it over. it's not on the bay, it looks over a, an entire city block. Like, cause it doesn't matter over the bay. So you're kind of, you're kind of right here. Um, pretty close to Drew headquarters, um, which is dwarves are us. I don't know if we said that, but, uh, yeah, you, uh, 23 and 12 is, is very good. Like you, you guys are looking away from the bay though, when you first climb up there Yeah, and you see just like sparkling twinkles all over the city. I don't think I've ever described the streets uh, here in too much detail, but they are gas lit in a lot of the major locations. So there are dark spots of the city, um, where there is like candlelight in windows and stuff, but there is gas lighting in the streets and you see the, like the twinkles and sparkles that you would, if you were to, like drive up a big hill mm. and like look over your city, uh, maybe less bright. But the the kind of like you see like the mountain out in the distance and you see over the ocean and you see like all these like real, I guess like we'll call it like half moon and there's some light and light from the stars and it's just really breathtaking. And when you turn around, you see um, the city walls and the entry points to the bay and you see um, you see a couple of ships kind of idling out in the harbor and it's it's all very peaceful, you know, like a gentle breeze from the wind. And uh, Lucian is is furiously sketching, and um, you finish your sketch, and it, uh, uh, make a performance check. Ooh, Ooh yes. Do I get any sort of advantage because I'm a cartographer? I mean, you have the tools on you, and you you're it's skilled in it, but it's just performance. Ten. Ten is good. I mean, it's you, not bad. It. You're having trouble capturing. It's too. It's too beautiful. Yeah, you're drawing. You're drawing. You're drawing in like black and white, and there's yeah. without some color here to kind of like provide or like better shading. It doesn't you're, do it. Justice. You know, it's a it's a rush job for sure because mm-hmm. you you know you're supposed to be up to some other stuff, but because of your good perception role, I think you <clears throat> really get uh like you kind of understand what Anders wanted to see mm-hmm. and that's what you kind of get down on the paper. So mm-hmm. he'll be impressed if he sees it. Yeah. Definitely. Unless you die and it burns or something <coughs> or like you a dragon have, eats you. You never know. Or like the Tarrasque just emerges from under the city and it, you all die. It could always happen. Um, meteor, whatever. Uh, but yeah. Um, Brandon with a 12, you see, you see pretty much the same. It's hard to miss, you know, like the city and the bay and all that. But with, um, with the 23 Lucian, you kind of like, go over to the edge of the building and you, you want to see like, you want to get that like little vertigo. Like I've never been this high, Mm -hmm. you know, like the only buildings that are this high are castles and castle towers. I'm going to kind of look over the edge and you go to look over the edge and you see the streets down below 
And uh, like this close up view is really nice, too. You, you kind of have like this bird's eye view. Everything looks really small and you're kind of more used to looking at things from like a higher angle, especially when you guys were up in the boat. Mm -hmm. But um, this is different. You know, you're stationary, you're calm and uh, you kind of like look down to get that. Like it almost looks like the building is leaning over kind mm -hmm. of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you actually see uh, a figure on the ledge um, like below us. Se uh, several several floors below you um, and they're just kind of crouched against the ledge and they their hand is out and then they they retract it and uh, a um, looks like something small jumps out of their sleeve and disappears into the building oh okay um, surgeon I see somebody a couple floors below us they summon something they did something with their hand and a something small went into the building i think this might be our our man they're wearing red they're wearing a god it's the they're wearing a rouge it's robe. The, oh. a rouge, rouge robe. rogue oh with his rouge robe do it do i do i sense anything like danger yeah because um, my last encounter with them was just like off no, the charts. Yeah, no, this is not. It's not the same. So the the red cloaks that you saw, yeah, they are like crimson. This yeah. is like rouge is like a deeper like like a lipstick, like a lady's lipstick, kind of like oh. deep red, like okay, like um, what kind of like a plum or something like that, like a like a fruit you bite into is almost like the kind of like it looks nice and lavish and soft to touch okay. kind of when you see this you've seen it several times now yeah um not up close but you've seen it um but the, it, it looks almost like a really fancy like i don't know i, I want to describe like a bathrobe kind of how like there are like some really fucking nice velvety bathrobes mm. but it is a, clo a hooded cloak okay it's similar to the ones you saw but like you're not you don't get that sinister vibe from from this situation right yeah um, yeah. And I'm assuming it's because with 12 is pretty good, but you don't spot it. Lucian spots it and points it out to you. Right. If you do. I, I do. I definitely. Yeah. Do. Well, let, let's go. Uh, let's go check it out, dude. I, I'm not getting a, a bad vibe out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we really discussed what the conversation was when you got back with Anders. Um, but the, that conversation about that event that day, you broke it down with Lucian and Stan. It was suspect for sure. But they don't know what the fuck that was, and they're glad that you're safe. And uh, it was outside the city, so I, who knows what it could be. Like, we have protection at the borders, and, like, hopefully, like, that serves us. But if it if it enters the city, it becomes our true jurisdiction, and, right. like, you know, that's something. But for now, let's not go looking for trouble, like, outside the city, because that can get really messy with, right. like, international affairs and things. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm trying to work the details out of. I need to learn more about the Sword Coast. But um, whatever, I'll get there. Need to get Interpol involved. Interpol. Uh, do you have like some sort of secret tunnel you you built into this place so we could go in? Uh, yeah. Let me just. Or should we just dawn on this person? Yeah. The the um, <laughs> you guys are on top of the building, and they are on the face, the front face of it that mm -hmm. points towards the city, like how you guys are looking out. Like um, this is a good drawing. Um. <laughs> They are several floors below, like five floors below. Um, it's at the lowest level where the penthouses start. No, um, okay. And um, Brandon, you would know that. Yeah. And they, I'll show you with my hand, but, and I'll try to describe it as best I can. They, um, they kind of made a, a half circle, like a cup with their fingers spread out. So like you wouldn't be able to hold water, but they, their hand mm. is in like, like they're holding a bowl. Right. And then they, they reached out and they, um, they kind of looked like they were turning a door handle. Oh. And then they pulled their hand back and and, an and put something down. And then they put that same sleeve. They, the So their robe like yeah. kind of encompasses their whole arm and envelopes it. And they opened up their like droopy sleeve and something jumped out of it around that same location. They put their hand oh. and it all happened very quickly, like in a, the span of like two seconds. It was like thing jumped up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so now you're like, yo, check, yeah. put your peepers on this boy. And now it's like she's or uh, they're just waiting yeah, there yeah. and um, it's like what like they're just chilling. They don't they don't see you or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have the element of surprise for once in our lives. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would what would exactly be we could rappel down to them and 
Oh, uh, there's there's an external like dumb dumb uh bell. Is it dumbbell? No, um, pulley system. Yeah, it's like a pulley system, like well, a scaffolding. Yeah, but like you know, in those like old houses where you like put food in, and like then a dumb like, waiter, a dumb waiter, yeah, yeah dumbbell. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's like a dumb waiter um system going on on the outside, like exterior of this entire tower that's constantly running. What the fuck <laughs> is that? Okay, I want to ask you if that's realistic, if or if you're fucking with me right now. Is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that a thing? Well, because because th- think of it this way, it's not like. Like a way to get materials well, up to the not, top it's not, level. It's kind of not thing. necessarily elevators, right? Because oh, yeah, they're on ropes, yeah, and et cetera. Yeah, but then it like people still need to like lift supplies up and it's a tower. So yes. this thing is constantly running, you know. Okay, and um it is I wanna implement um this this was this place was one of the first buildings when they finished the structure, they started implementing the technology inside, like ice boxes and shit like that. Um, steam technology is a thing in this place. It powers this pulley system. Okay. Anything that can be motorized like that by the steam system, it has been. Um, so like Anders was given a tour because he he has a a, a patent on this technology. He his Anders Industries Anders Enterprises uh, funds and produces steam technology and is the front runner and leader on steam tech. Tight. Yeah. So that's this is a thing that like it does happen is a thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into I'll try to logically balance the situation with you as best as I can. <laughs> okay. I like the liberty you've taken with it. How I'm assuming you brought it up because you would like to use it in this situation. Yep. Okay. I want to use it to repel down, basically. So they are in the middle of the building. Yeah. Like if you were to fold it in half, hot dog ways. And um, so like where is this pulley system? Oh, it's it's like clear, I took a picture of it. If you wanted to save it, well, like if this is the oh, oh yeah. okay, so I'll draw it out because this is one of those things. So here's I the, was just thinking of affixing our grapple gun and just using our grapple gun to repel down, but I'm fine with a well. Well, pulley the thing system. is, like the the pulley system is like is it on the outside of the would it be on the corner? Hold on, let me take a look. So this is you and. This is you two up on the top and this is where they are. So it's like, it's like on the side mm-hmm. right here and it's constantly running. So we would have to move over to the side Okay, and then, you know, okay. That gives it. me a better understanding of like what the logistics here are. So, okay. So what do you want to do? Exactly. I know it involves the pulley system. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could use the pulley system and mm-hmm. go down or mm-hmm. we can walk several floors down. It's up to you. I mean, I'm okay with the with the pulley system. Yeah, we don't That's necessarily fine. have to repel ourselves down because it's constantly moving, so it's just gonna go down for us. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, that sounds easy. Okay, are you okay with this? <laughs> I mean, I, you guys can. You guys are in free in free mode here. Like, I, I yeah, I, wanna, I will allow the the movement. Yeah, I mean, as long as we don't lose sight of of them and they don't get away, I don't. Does not matter the the locomotion. Yeah, get yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you guys move over to the side of the building, keeping one eye open for the Rouge Rogues movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm just going to. Like, should we roll stealth? Are you trying to be point? stealthy? Or are you trying to be quick? You know what I mean. Yeah. What do you? I, I just want to know the what's the mentality of the approach, and that will decide if you guys have a, a role. I want to go quick. Brandon Bobby wants to go quick. Quick, quick and quiet. I mean, I'm not going to dock you movement in any yeah, scenario yeah, regardless, yeah. but like. I would like to be quick and quiet. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, okay. But how is one quick and also quiet? Well, it requires a good stealth check. Yeah. That's the thing. Sure. So like the, the more you try to do, basically the more you're trying to do, the higher the DC is. So I've set the DC mentally. <laughs> Do your best. <laughs> so we're going for a group stealth. Okay. Yeah. Or individual stealth, whichever, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this tends how to go this way almost all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a six for me. That's, okay. That is an eight for me. Yeah, your footsteps are, this is why we don't are loud up here. <laughs> but um Jesus. We'll just use that. We'll continue. It's not happening stealthily. I'll yeah. just like note that. Yep. Um, so you make it over to the pulley system and what happens there? Cool. 
Uh, we just we just hop on. Do we like wait for it to come up, kind of thing? Like yeah, like wait, a, we wait for for it to go down, basically. It's mm-hmm. a fourteen story building, so let's actually use this percentile die. Talking all that Ooh. shit about them before the the recording. We sure did. It is ninety eight percent up the building, so hey. yeah, it's right there. You guys run over to it; and it just <laughs> happens to be coming right up the building, and it's right where you need it to be. Yep, hell yeah, hop right on hop in. On it, yeah, it um shudders with the weight of two people. Yes, but Fair. it's able to hold it. Um, but it seems like it's moving slower than it normally would because of the strain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's um it's making a lot of noise because the route you've taken and the role you made determined that this was not a stealthy operation, and you've drawn the attention of. The Rouge Rogue never who is. turns uh, and quickly to look at you and then immediately puts their hand up to that location that was. Now you can kind of see it. And now you're at this angle is a window. How far from this Rouge Rogue are we at this point? Um, you probably move down like one or two floors. So you're all the way at the edge of the building yeah. and two floors down. So you've got like three floors left to go. So we'll call that the ninth floor that she's on. So it's probably where the penthouses start. We're on the eleventh, then. That's it. You said we we're yeah, two nine, up? ten, eleven. No, uh, you're on the twelfth floor. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So how much like feet would that be? Yeah, hard to say. Um, why? Because I was just gonna run and jump off this thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a feasible thing. You are within like an acrobatics. You're in an yeah. acrobatics. You're an acrobatics roll away from yeah. swinging over to this. Getting mode. over there. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to do. Okay, if I can. Like shit, I got spotted. Yeah, like, time like, to time to go. Yeah. Okay, so make yeah make an acrobatics to um. Well, tell me what you want to do exactly because so you have fifty feet of movement with the grapple gun, but if you like swing, I guess that turns into a hundred dangerous feet of swinging. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. So um, like what depending I, on, let's call her, let's call her like 60 feet away. Is that fair? Do you think to call the face of this building 120 feet? Is that, or is that too little? She's in the middle of the building. So like, what's, mm-hmm. what's a building like this, like supposed to be like, I don't think even. of Oh, you guys just jump down from the top. We don't have to worry about this. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, let's, let's call it 140 feet. Okay. And then, and then that mechanically will provide some challenge. Okay. Sorry, architects. I might've fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could have totally jump now that you have that ability. Mm-hmm. So if all, well, like you guys well, could that's just what I'm like do. hook your grapple to yeah. the like ledge and just like rappel down. That's what I'm. Yeah. Now that she's seen us, I just want to run, jump, hook, and try to get beeline going. for her. Yeah, so yeah. I'm imagining you're like Spider Manning, yeah, like upward kind yeah, of. Okay, yeah. go ahead and make the acrobatics to see how well you do as far as like where you want to get. Sixteen. Yeah, that's that's really good. You're able to get within like a reasonable distance of her, like twenty or thirty feet. Okay. Onto a ledge that's like one, maybe one floor above her. Okay. Um, Brandon, you have a, a turn's worth of movement or an action to apply to this scenario. Well, now that, now that, uh, flashbang is off the lift, does the lift go any faster? <laughs> uh, it goes back to like probably normal speed. You're probably pushing, it's still pushing its payload to like near its maximum, but be- like well enough below where it goes back to normal movement. Mm. I mean, I, I'd, I would have to jump, right? <laughs> To make it. Yeah. I mean, you would need to remove yourself from this platform, <laughs> which would require <laughs> like you could feasibly run off to like a ledge or whatever. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's just run off to a ledge. Okay. It, I'm going to, it's just, I'm going to call this difficult terrain. If you do that, it's going to half your movement speed because you're going to have to like kind of finagle your feet across a narrow path. Okay. Um, so you can move, you can move like 15 feet. It's not going to give you a whole lot, but, um, you could do that. You could totally do that. Sure. So you, you're 15 feet in, we'll call it the, um, 11th floor. Like you went down, like as he jumps, it kicks up a little bit of speed and then you're, you just run off. You kind of step down onto the 13th floor and like kind of scuttle, scuttle yeah. over there. Okay. So I'm rolling for acrobatics. Uh, no, you don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need anything from you if that's oh, okay. what you're going to do. Okay. If you want, you can dash and move a full 30 feet. I'll, I'll dash. She's a dash because you haven't used like an action right. necessarily. We're not in like a combat or anything, but um, yeah, I'll dash. 
Lucian, you are nearby. The um, Rouge Rug is still kind of like waiting there a little bit. Um, is there? Do you say anything? Do you guys say anything to her? Uh, yes. Uh, halt, Rouge Rogue. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, you seem to be up to no good <laughs> with your hand in that window. Um, now that you're this close, you can, and I've been kind of dropping the ball on it a little bit, but you can tell this is like kind of a more um, feminine figure now that, now that you're so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, they don't say anything to you, but they, they, it looks like something jumps back into the sleeve. Like you see the movement in the sleeve and they just fall backwards. Son of a bitch. The action into- that I wanted to do was the fucking net capsule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in between, I we're in between action this. right now. So that's fair. That's her, fair. her shit, uh, she recovered her shit and, uh, she, this was like a swan, a reverse swan dive into the best night of her life back off of the building. Mm. Um, and, uh, in her descent, she pulls out a whip and um, lashes it out at a flagpole that is across the street that she's able to grab with like the distance that she gained in her fall. And she swings uh, up upward and releases her whip and lands on the, a rooftop across the street. And she turns around and she gives you uh, like a, a hand wave signal and she turns around to bolt. Um, and we are going to enter our first real chase scene and we're going to use chase mechanics. So I have special notes over here. I'm pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Let it be known. Lucian is bad. So, um, it's Lucian is closest to the target who will call the query. Yeah. And, um, so Brandon, how does this work? So initiative is, so I'll read the rules, right? So for, we have to determine where everyone is. So, um, We'll call the Rouge Rogue 120 feet away from your guys' current location. Um, that was like a big that was like a big move from her. Um, let's see. Let's call it 100 feet. There's 100 feet from you. Um, we're going to determine the initiative. So uh, the Rouge Rogue is first since you're chasing her. Then it's based off of positioning. So it's then it's Lucian and then Brandon. So next up, we have uh, movement. Um, so just keep track of your your movement speed here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, there are no mm-hmm. opportunity attacks allowed in this chase scene um, from people involved in the chase. Uh, exhaustion. So you can use, let's talk about it, track exhaustion. You can use the dash action a number of times equal to three plus your con modifier. So you get three dashes plus whatever your con modifier is. Sorry, Lucian. Um, for your saving grace is that you are naturally faster. Yeah. Um, so let's see. For each dash action after that, you must succeed a DC 10 con check or take one level of exhaustion. Um, it, your speed becomes zero when you reach level five exhaustion because when you're level five exhausted, you have zero movement speed. Level six exha- exhaustion means you die. Um, pursuer overtakes query. So attack. If a pursuer is able to move into a query space, they may use a bonus action to perform a single melee attack against the query. The act, the attack is made at a disadvantage and note that the pursuer cannot use this option if they can only move within reach, but could not overtake the query. So if you can move up to them, but not past them, you can attack them. If you're able to pass them, if you're able to get up to them and you have movement to pass them, you can make an attack. Or you can pass them. So if you overtake, mm-hmm. a pursuer overtakes a query when they move into its space, they can then use a bonus action to attempt to grapple. Normal grapple rules apply. If successful, both pursuer and query are stopped. Rather than grapple, the pursuer may attempt to trip, push over, or tackle the query. The pursuer has advantage on the attack. As an optional rule, an attack that fails by five or more results in the pursuer falling prone. Query escapes. The query can attempt to escape if it is out of sight of the pursuers. Uh, they make a dex stealth check. And must be passive. Uh, must beat the passive wisdom score of the pursuers. So if they leave your sight somehow, they can they get a chance to escape. Complications, which is I like to call it environment. So roll a d20 at the end of your turn and compare that to the uh, appropriate chase complications table, which I have on another sheet, and we'll keep secret. The complication <laughs> is not applied to your character, but rather to the next character in the initiative order. You can spend an inspiration point to negate the complication you rolled to uh, one that affects you. So 
Um, if you guys, instead of the inspiration, we don't give out inspiration in this campaign. You have hero points. Um, you can spend a hero point to negate the effect the environment might have on you. Mm. So the person in front of you is going to roll a d20 and something is going to happen behind them to affect you. You can, you can negate that with a hero point. It'll look fucking awesome if you do it. Um, Sounds dope. So rather than... Um, mm, yeah, rather than rolling on the table, the DM may allow a quarry to impose a condition on a pursuer to slow him down. It might be one listed on the table or one of their own creation. Another option uh, to using a table. No, we're going to use the table. Um, table's dope. <laughs> So prone complications might leave you prone. So that's there. difficult terrain. We'll get into that. And I have the table here. So the, um, the Rouge Rogue has taken their first turn already. So I'm going to give you guys your turns. Um, so let me roll a D 20 for them. Uh, 17, no complication. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.